Caden Co PR would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to the Press Office with Caden Copiar, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to another episode of The Press Office with Caden Co. PR, where today's episode, I am joined by Jordan Turner, who is the creative force behind Mr. Turner and his very aesthetic social media platforms. Mr. Turner is a menswear digital space that showcases Jordan's impeccable style and extensive knowledge of the fashion world. He is a true fashion lover, arts appreciator and avid reader and his passion for the creative industries is evident in absolutely everything that he does. Today we discuss his career, how we got to where he is today, spoiler alert, it does include a visit to a cupcake store, advice for aspiring fashion content creators and his creative process, which I just have to say is one of the most fascinating conversations that I've had. Now, enough from me. Let's get on to the interview. Jordan, firstly, welcome to the press office with Caden Cove PR. How are you? I'm going good. Thank you so much for having me. It's, um, it's nice to be a part of this. Yes, I'm very excited too. Now, to kick us off, do you mind sharing with us your journey into the fashion industry as a content creator and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. It was like, I always feel weird telling this story because it's such a bizarre kind of moment that led me to take the first step. And it was like, my best friend and I were in a car on our way to go get cupcakes in North Sydney because we both have a really good sweet tooth. And as you do, we were driving 40 minutes to go get our cupcake fix. And she kind of just pulled the car over to the side and said, hey, what are you doing with like yourself? You like have a lot of talents and you're just like not doing anything with them. So like, what's up? And it was just a weird moment. So I was just like, Hey, we're going to get cupcakes. Like what is this conversation? And she was like, no, like, I, I think you're like not taking advantage of like the time that you have when you're this young and, yeah, she just basically said, like, what are you interested in? And at the time, Fashion Bloggers was on TV and I was really inspired by watching everybody on there. And that ticked all the boxes of everything that I had ever wanted to do. Like, even through high school, I was just that question at the end of year 12 when you're like, what are you going to do next year? And I was like, I don't know. I have so many interests that I had like peer pressure to, to pick one and go and learn about one thing at university when I was like, I want to do photography, I want to do video, I want to do styling, I want to do like marketing and have like all these hats and wear them at the same time, which is why I loved 
the idea of like being a fashion blogger and I always have loved fashion. So I said, Oh, maybe like that's, I think that's something that I'd be really good at. And I, and I'm like really passionate about fashion and always have been. And she's like, great. Like what's something you can do literally when you get home. It sounded like a little bit of like an entrepreneur speech that she was giving me. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, that's just kind of how it, how it started. And I went home and I started a WordPress and then there was like a bit weird period of time where I tried not to like give it my all. And I, you know, like became a personal trainer and I became a transcriber for National Geographic. And I worked on a few TV shows there. And then I was working in a business school for entrepreneurs. But it was in that last job that I was like, hang on, like I'm really just doing these jobs to fund like creating content and all the money that I was making, I was pretty much putting it back into clothes and styling with clothes and working with photographers. And that's where the passion really grew from there. But yeah, I was just, I just started sharing things like, you know, back in the original flat lays days when the flat lays was everything. And at the time there wasn't any competition in Australia. So there was five guys, I think at the time, and everyone was doing, I'm not sure if you remember, like the sartorial dressing and it was all about suits and there was such like a, a masculine energy to it and I was just like, I'm like not this at all. Like I will never work in a job that permits me or like requires me to wear a suit every day. So I was the only person doing street style and I think it just happened pretty organically from there. My first job was with Uniqlo through Vamp Brands and that was just the beginning and I thought it was the best thing ever. And yeah, it's kind of a long story to like get how I got started, but yeah, that's that's it. That's an amazing story and I love your friend. She is a good friend to have, I think. <laughs> She is a very good friend. I know. I was a bit like weird that it was, you know, you're on your way to have get a cupcake and you're getting a, getting schooled, but, you know, I thought that was the way. <laughs> you mentioned when you were talking about how you got started that there were times that you didn't really give it 100%. Do you think that something like, you know, fashion blogging and content creation it's a career that a lot of people look at and would love to have it. Do you think that it is actually a lot harder than it seems and you do need to dedicate your time and energy to it? I think that when I started like eight or nine years ago, it was that vibe. I think that it wasn't really something as big as it is today. I think there is such a huge industry for it today and there are so many more people popping up like, every week there's like a new creative who's coming and presenting new stuff it's it's amazing but yeah back then it wasn't like a something you kind of like dreamed to be at school like there was that idea there but it was never like a career that was spoken about and definitely not in my circles so yeah do you think that it's something that people need to dedicate you know a hundred percent of their energy and time to to really make it? it it depends what your 
creating content about. I think if you're, you know, someone who's just like doing things on the fly and that's your vibe, then a lot of people are successful from doing that. But then there's another side of the spectrum where there are people who are putting a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of creativity into producing things. And they're also very successful at doing that. So like, it depends on what you're bringing to the table. And in terms of your career right now, you are quite a slashy. What do you actually say to people when they ask you what you do for a living? (laughs) Yeah, look, this is actually the first year that I have gone to do content creation full time. So I solely work on Mr. Turner now, which is, I don't know, I can't believe it took me eight years to make this happen. It's crazy. But yeah, before that, I used to work with like the bookstore Gertrude and Alice and also with the New York Times Tea Magazine. So during that time, I was just like, it was really hard to put everything into one sentence when you're meeting someone for the first time. Like you're like, oh, what, what, what do I say first? But I just say content creator. Because I feel like even, you know, with magazines or, you know, working at the bookstore, it, it was still always like digital-based stuff. So yeah, I just say content creator. And in terms of being a content creator, very fashion focused. And like you said, when you were starting out, you had a very kind of different style to a lot of like the men that were posting on social media that were very much like suiting and very, very masculine. Are there sources that you go to to really like keep up to date with the latest fashion trends and, you know, industry developments? Like where do you get inspired? Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm one of the people who watches like fashion weeks religiously. I'm on Instagram live going through all my favorite fashion houses, presentations and all their runway shows. I absolutely love that. And I don't really like when I think about like fashion trends, I don't really stick to them. It's or I'm not really inspired by them. I think for me, learning about something that is more the story behind something or the creativity behind something is more like it's more touching to me. I'm, I'm a big thing for like art or how much work's gone into something or the story that's made something. And I think when there's a, a trend and like lots of different brands have their own rendition of it, I'm not really into that. Where I'm more it's like I'm going to go to this specific brand because they do this really well and that's what they're known for. And same with like you know, a different brand or, yeah, I really like that legacy behind what the people are known for. I think in terms of like trends, I'm not really, I don't really stick to them. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're made to be broken, right? Fashion rules. They don't exist. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's like those, you know, don't wear navy and black together kind of rule. Just cross, cross the boundary. Did it take you a while to kind of find your personal style and and find confidence in who you are and wear what you want to wear? I find even me, like as I grow older, I'm like, oh, I would never wear what I used to wear two years ago because I'm such a different person. Do you find the same thing or you're very, you know, exactly who you are at all times? (laughs) No, I feel like, I mean, when you were dressing two years ago, I bet you felt amazing in the clothes you were wearing then, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's the same thing. I think you just grow and you change. And, but like, I remember it took me a while to be confident in like wearing the stuff that I wanted to wear. Like when I was in high school, it was an all boys Catholic school. And I just remember like the Mufti days, I was like, oh no, I I can't wear what I'm going to wear. I have to go out and buy, 
a new outfit, mom, please. <laughs> because like, I can't wear like these skinny jeans. I'll get like blasted. <laughs> but I think when you're, when you find like the fashion industry in Australia, they're, they're, everyone is so inclusive and people want to find people who are doing things differently. So you can like literally wear anything to a fashion event. People are like, mm, yeah, cool. Like, that's you, do you? And I think that's very inspiring. So, yeah, don't I don't go too far down on my Instagram feed because it's shocking. Is there a certain way that you kind of approach styling looks these days or are there any kind of key elements that you consider? When I'm putting, like, content or outfits together, this is going to sound so whack. And I remember talking about it for the first time with somebody else and someone was like, whoa, that's just, like, way too much detail. And I was like, this is, this is me. Like, when I'm putting something together, where it be for content or, or just how I get inspired, one of my, like, major ways to get inspiration is through, like, feeling. And I think the main thing that I think about when I'm, like styling content is how I want someone to feel or react when like they see an image. And a lot of the ideas that I get for that and a lot of the style inspiration comes from, I'm not sure if you know, but on Fridays every single week, it's like music release day around the world. So I always jump on Spotify and find like a new album that's been released and I sit down and (laughs) I put my headphones on and I like just literally close my eyes and listen to an album from start to finish from, you know, there's always somebody that I'm like interested in or have liked releases an album each week. And basically I just kind of like imagine what, if there's a song that I really like relate to, I really like, I, or makes me feel a certain way. I try and imagine what that would look like. Like, for example, I vividly remember Kalela releasing this album called Take Me Apart a couple of years ago. And it just like blew me away. It took me to this different plane. And I just remember even listening to like this song, Take Me Apart or SOS. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so like stunning. And I had my eyes closed and I was like, okay, I'm feeling like this really like beautiful, like sunset background. It's very orange, it's amber. And there's like a lot of raw materials um, on the ground, like whether that be just like rocks and there's just like a really slinky but really casual, maybe baggy bottom outfit and it's like really sensual. And I was like, okay, I like, I love this feeling. This is what it looks like. I'm going to put this into a piece of content later on down the track and whether that be an image or a reel, I just like hold that song and that image in my head. That's like one of the ways that I kind of style things together it's it's weird (laughs) that's amazing I am so fascinated by that that is the most creative way that someone has explained to me in how they get inspired to create content so I love it I don't know like where it came from I just remember always loving music and growing up listening to music like being in like going to bed and listening to my iPod at night and just like imagining worlds from and music videos like that I would make with songs that I love and I don't know that's that's just one thing but another way is also through literature I love reading and it's such a huge part of my like life especially through Gertrude and Alice the bookstore so I will like read a book and if there's a specific character that I'm just like absolutely amazed with I kind of like draw inspiration that way 
that idea also really interests me because the way we could both read the same book, but the character that you see or that you read about, although they might have the same features from what the writer, the author tells us, they could look completely different and like walk completely different in, in our minds, just depending on like what experience have you, you've had and, and what I've had. And just like your own interpretation of someone I really like. So I remember reading like Oscar Wilde's book, for example, A Picture of Dorian Gray and just being like, wow, like this guy is so vain. Like Dorian Gray is like one of the most vainest people I've like ever even heard of. And he's literally killing to stay young. And (laughs) I was just like really fascinated by that and how, you know, he just came across to me as like someone who was like so campy and just like so at the same time, so elegant. And I was so inspired by that. I shot this editorial just from out of my own interest with um, Dior suiting and I channeled Dorian Gray and I had, I don't know, I just like just the way that I moved in the images and the way that I edited the shots. It was just like I had curled fingers, like it was almost like a Renaissance painting and I like embodied the character if I were him that way. But I do that because like I'm such like a dork at home and I hate leaving. I'm not hate leaving, but I I would love to stay home all the time if I could. I'm just such a homebody. I mean, like to, you know, see one friend at a time to hang out. So I'm like quite an introvert that way. So I think channeling energy or feelings through music or characters is how I kind of like jump out of my shell because it's almost like I'm, yeah, I'm trying to portray a feeling. I'm really fascinated by how your brain works. And I have so many questions to ask you from that because you clearly are such a creative person. You clearly are such a lover of arts in all forms from literature to fashion to music. And you also have the most amazing artwork in the background of you. So I'm assuming art as well. Do you think that you were born a creative person or was this something that, you know, you kind of grew into as you grew older? Oh my gosh. I just like the, everything that I can remember when I was a kid was like performing and creating and like that were the best memories that I have when, and all the photos that, you know, you go through in your albums, I'm always doing something whack or like holding some type of thing that I've made up. (laughs) So yeah, for me, it is definitely, yeah, creative from birth, I would say. Yeah. What do you think? Well, what about you? I think, yes, people are born like innately creative, but I do think it's something that you can kind of work on and like do exercises on. Uh, And sometimes I feel like I'm a very creative person. And then at other times I feel like my creativity has run dry for the time being. I need to tap out. (laughs) No, I think that actually really does happen. There are moments where, you know, you feel so inspired, but then at the same time there can be another block where it's just like, I've got nothing in me at the moment and I don't know. I feel like that's just the relationship you have with creativity. It's just, it's there sometimes, but when you, and when sometimes when you really need it, it's like, Oh, it's nothing's happening. There's nothing's giving. (laughs) Do you do anything in particular when you hit that stage when, you know, you've got writer's block per se, when it comes to creating content? Yes. I always just kind of like go back to the things that I really enjoy and love doing. So whether it would be like, again, like going to listen to a new album that's been released or maybe one that I know really inspires me from before. 
I also grew up doing like dance classes. So sometimes I go and do like an open class at Sydney Dance Company or just like something that kind of gets me back into the idea of like feeling again. So not that I don't feel, (laughs) but just get myself back into that zone. And sometimes I feel like when you're concentrating on the outcome and that's all you're focusing on, that's when you'd like just get into this headspace where nothing good is going to come out. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do anything to like get back into the creative zone? I need to get better at it. But I think for me, because like I love to write, it's a lot of reading and kind of getting inspired by other people that are doing, you know, the things that I like want to do. And, you know, whether it's amazing writers, I love reading sub stacks every morning and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. That's good. Now, back in terms of your career as a content creator, you definitely would have so many people green with envy with some of the amazing brands that you've worked with, the amazing events that you get to go to as well. What have been your career highlights so far? Oh, I think like one of the ones that I just like will wake up every day and kick myself over is that I get to work with my dream brands that I thought like I would were just like completely like top notch and they, they really are to me. It's like working with the high fashion, the designer legacy brands like Dior and Prada and Valentino. They're Australian teams like ever since day dot when I first started working with them, they've been so supportive of like everything that I've like wanted to make with them and just like even whenever they get like I get a new brief from them to work on something I'm just like I can't believe I get to do this like this is I just always think about the little version of me at high school with his phone under his desk like like scrolling through Vogue runway and looking at like runway images during fashion week and just being like wow I would like I really want to like experience just like how can I support this and I get to do I just like I I think that's like a big thing for me I really have so much joy doing that and I love that and I think also I got to direct my own slice of the Westfield spring campaign the year before last and I think that was a big moment for me because I felt like really validated in all the work that I had put in that like I felt was now being paid off and I also was like really interested in seeing, you know, I feel like when you're online, you have like a certain community who are looking to be inspired by content creators and especially fashion content creators. And they're going to be specifically looking for you for that reason. But then you're being put on like billboards and, you know, nationally throughout all Westfield stores. And I was just like, wow, this, this feels crazy to me. So being able to like direct my own little segment and shoot that on my own terms with like everyone that I wanted to be a part of it was pretty surreal. From getting a cupcake to being on national billboards, that's pretty incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thanks to that cupcake. (laughs) In terms of, you know, your career, you mentioned you've worked with such incredible brands like I can only imagine working with the likes of Dior and Prada and Valentino. How do you kind of manage the the pressure and expectations that come along with 
becoming such a prominent figure in the fashion space here in Australia and representing these big international brands? Oh my God. Prominent figure. I don't feel I don't feel like that's that's me at all. Like I'm I know I still feel like I'm I'm just like the same kid that just, you know, grew up wanting to be a part of this life. And yeah, I I feel I feel like I don't feel pressure that way, but I do I do feel pressure in wanting to do like the best type of job that I can for any like part of content that I'm creating. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, it does. You don't want to feel the pressure. That's great. And in terms of what's next for you, you mentioned that you're working full time on Mr. Turner now. What are your future aspirations and goals for that brand? I think this year has been like a big year for me because as I said, it is the first time that I've done like as of January, this has been my absolute full-time job. I don't have anything else going on or anything else taking my attention away. And it's been really cool because I have been able to like really think about what really inspires me and what I like really love and then be able to put energy into that. And one of the things that I'm really excited about like doing going forward is Speaking of Substacks, as you mentioned before, I work on a, a Substack with Brie Lee. Do you know the author Brie Lee? No. Uh, she, is, she is amazing. She has a few books out and she also does like a weekly Substack. I think you would love it. Uh, it's called News and Reviews. And last year I joined her Substack and I contribute an interview with her once a month, which, is a, which was like a joy. But next month we are... Well, she is rebranding it as or relaunching it as a digital magazine. And we've gone from a team of three to a team of, I think there's like 10 of us now. Wow. Yeah. We're putting together this digital magazine. It's the, it's Brealey's News and Reviews magazine every month, the first Wednesday of every month. And I feel like this is just something that I, I want to ha- have in my hands and be able to read and consume as, as a reader. So I can't believe that I get to be a part of like producing this, but I'm going to be making a video series as part of the digital magazine where I'm going to go into like creative spaces and um, like video them and interview them in their studios and just like ask them about their practice and, and what they love and, and what inspires them. So I'm really excited to be doing that with her for that sub stack. I'm also like, I think content, for me, it's just like going forward is going to be something that what I want to focus on is like things that really do inspire me and really do drive me. And I'm also excited to do a lot more like book related things. I think book doing anything with literature or music is like such a big aspect of everything that I think about and do. So I'm going to be involved in more book related things, I think. That sounds very exciting. And I can just see what you will do with that space. So I personally cannot wait. So I've got one last question for you before we go on to the quick fire questions, which are fun. But firstly, what advice would you give to aspiring content creators who want to make a mark in the fashion industry and, you know, follow a very similar career path to one that you've had? I think one of the things that I always think about is like collaborating. I think that was the first thing that I did when I started because I didn't know like how anything worked. So I remember going to my first event and just 
oh my god i was so nervous i remember that like i was jittering out of my body and i remember like there was just people everyone's just normal so <laughs> i made a few friends and i you know just caught up with a few of them as well, like to shoot content together and i just learned that way and then i started working with some photographers and i think like collaborating and seeing how other people do things is a way to like understand how the industry works but it's also a great way to understand like what you really love and what you want your aesthetic to be and i think also another piece of advice would be don't waste time on perfecting things like if you want to have a blog and you want to write don't like worry about what the website looks like just get it up there and you know make it look better as you go because if you don't you know have the budget to have a custom designed website then you know just go on get a free one with a theme and just it's all about the content it's about what you bring to the table rather than what it looks like because you know as you move through everything that you learn you can change things as you go but don't wait i spent way too much time waiting that's great advice and i i think you know it rings really true because if you want to do something, you just start because you learn as you're doing it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I even like my friend, if she didn't like force me to start a website that night, I don't like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird to think about. If I didn't get that cupcake that day, where would we be? <laughs> exactly. That should be your last piece of advice. Go get your cupcake. <laughs> Okay, now I've got five quick fire questions for you before we go. Are you ready? Oh, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, what has been your favorite PR event ever? Oh, it would have to be. I went to this uh, Cartier event that MCN PR did a couple of years ago, and Rita Ora performed. And as the night went on, so many like things dropped and more spaces were revealed i thought that was really cool <laughs> that sounds amazing what is your favorite podcast oh this one of course oh yes good answer <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite social media platform oh my gosh well threads is out now and i'm obsessed with just dumping my thoughts on there but i still think it has to be instagram <laughs> really you're a threader i i haven't got into it yet Oh, look, I mean, the version of me on threads is very intimate. Like I'm sharing pictures of me in my pajamas and like my dog trying to eat food off my plate. So it's, it's a very intimate vision into like the behind the scenes, I guess. But yeah, it's like, I feel like there's no walls to hide behind on friends. And I like that on threads. I like that. Okay. Your most visited website? It's YouTube. Hmm. And my very last question for you and my most controversial, what is your screen time? I actually checked today and I didn't, I don't have it, it on. Like I don't have, you have to turn this part of the app on. You don't want to turn it on. But I can tell you it, it's high. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's for the best. Yeah. On the weekend, I reckon it's like 20 minutes a day. I hate using my phone on the weekend, but during the week, oh, mm. it's big. But it's your job, so it's fine. That's right. Thanks. Thanks for the validation. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate your time. 
Oh, no, please. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co. PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co. PR.